0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message.
1: Hey, um, we just wanted to take that moment at the beginning of service just to remember and honour the Anzacs. Uh, both my grandfathers fought in world wars and we just wanted to, uh, like Melissa was saying, just honour their memory. And, and just, you know, we're, you know, even when we take communion, it says, when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. That was just a, a great moment to remember what somebody else did for us. Uh, and we're in the series, you know, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these being love. Uh, and I just thought that it tied in perfectly with this week we're talking about love, focusing on love. Uh, and the Prime Minister of our, our great country, uh, Prime Minister Tony Abbott, yesterday in an address to the nation uh, whilst in Gallipoli, Gallipoli shared from John 15, starting in verse 9, it says this, As the Father loved me... I have also loved you and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you and greater love no one has than this than they lay down one's life for his friends. And I remember I was was speaking to a young girl this week, one of Ella's little friends, we were just talking about war and we were talking about the sacrifice that these guys made men and women and she said i wouldn't go to war why would i go and die for somebody else and i thought just the honesty of a child that is possibly how most of us feel in our day-to-day lives why would i put myself out why would i allow myself to be harmed or to be hurt for somebody else that's exactly what these guys did this is exactly what jesus did for us laid down his life you know the bible actually goes on to say barely for a good person would anybody die let alone for a scoundrel for somebody that's in sin somebody that's you know our enemy but that's exactly not only what these guys did but what jesus did for us and i just think that's unbelievable no greater love has anyone than this than that they would lay down their life for these friends so today we're talking about love and uh, everybody views life and circumstance differently so I've asked three people this morning Heather Jordan and Master Nushi to come and share with us just on how they view love how they give love how they receive love and kind of what love means to them so can you guys come Uh, we're just going to share for a few minutes this morning and get a few different perspectives of love don't bombard me all at once, just just come slowly. <laughs> Fantastic, come on Heather. Let's welcome Heather this morning. She's telling me I don't talk very well. You talk brilliantly. So just explain to us what love means to you. Um, you, you, you. Oh,
0: well, love means a lot to me. I've had many times in my life that I've needed to be forgiven. And my God is always there to forgive me. I just love him so much. And I know in this life, things pop up all the time. And I lose things and all sorts. But if I ask God, help me, I can't find it. He's always there to help me find it. Awesome. Yeah. I know it is awesome. But yeah, I love him. Awesome. And I love Jesus.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. So, So tell me, just how do you give love or how do you receive love <laughs> you know because yeah. that, that is kind of helps that god comes and helps me and how do you receive love though is it easy for you to for somebody to love on you and you just to take it or have, um, has that been a, a yeah, process no, for you no it
0: hasn't been a problem uh, it's great <laughs> because you you know the bible tells you that you get these things and <clears throat> No, <I'm> not.
1: <laughs> it's fantastic they hear me every week. They don't want to hear me anymore. They want to hear you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I am going to
1: say. That's all right. You got some notes there? <laughs> yeah, but I can't read them. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we pray for a rise right now. Um, what does it mean to you? You've got a beautiful family. Yes, I
0: have. I'm very blessed.
1: Children, grandkids. Yes. God God has blessed you massively. And, yeah, in that regard. and
0: that's the thing. God has blessed me. And so that way I need to bless those that are in my life.
1: Okay, so you've been yes. loved on, so now I've you... have been
0: loved on with all these grandkids and kids and, yeah, so I just, you know, I've had to ask God for that because I was a very impatient person, but, you know, I'm so good now.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Thank so, you, Heather. Yeah. You're awesome. We love you.
2: <laughs> Same questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. I totally wrote my answer down. (laughs) All right. So to me, first and foremost, love's actually a promise. Um, So I feel every promise since the first promise, which was really I'll never flood the face of the earth again, has a physical manifestation of that promise. So when we see a rainbow, that's just God reminding us that he promised us to never do anything again. So for me, my physical aspect of that promise is two things. I love giving cuddles. That's my little and uh, gift giving that's the other one so Zoe will tell you (laughs) Zoe will tell you that that I'm very big on the gift giving and spending time and and loving on Um, but yeah so it's not a warm fuzzy feeling that's part of it but again for me it's just promising someone that uh, doesn't matter if they irritate me or drive me crazy I'm still going to love on them and care and share and everything so it's not just a um, an emotion, its again, that's part of it. But for me specifically, it's the promise that I'm going to tough it out with you.
1: So it's not just a response. Somebody gave me love, so I love. It's its become a part of who you are. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And then again, it's extended. And it's nice being on the other side of that because I know that, you know, Zoe and Jason and my whole family, they, they're they going to extend that same thing back to me. It doesn't matter if I drive them crazy or grind their gears. They're not going to, you know, be so irritated by what I do that they're not going to extend the love back to me. So.
1: so it could be seen as an action of sowing and reaping.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's that what he unto said. I do
1: others as I would like done to me. Yeah. Fantastic.
2: That's my thing. Yeah, Brilliant. Thank you,
1: nice. George. <laughs> Ma- Come on, Master Nushy. <laughs> Does everybody know she's <laughs> got a Even master's a master in public health?
2: Us. Hello. Come
1: on, Nush.
3: i got a little story because I, I guess I was, um, when I was praying about what should I talk to you about, Um, There was a few things that popped to mind, but I wanted to tell you the relationship that I had with my own father growing up, which wasn't good. It was um, I never really felt loved by him. To this day, he's never really told, he's never said that he loves me. And um, my whole family's Buddhist, so I guess I kind of grew up in this environment where I I didn't really know what love was. Um, And then when I sort of came to God and I accepted Jesus into my life, he met every emotional need that I awesome. had for love. Awesome. That then it freed me to love my father and to forgive him and to be able to show him God's love through me, I guess I could that's awesome. I could accept what that meant. Um, and now even my mum says she's not with God yet, but she says that she can just see God's love in my life and she knows what that looks like and wow. to me that's just... The greatest gift that i could have ever got was to accept jesus into my life and to
4: that is fantastic that come on
3: <laughs>
1: you're amazing and how faithful is god thank you nush that even just just in this regard with Nushi, somebody that's never from a earthly father received that that emotional gift of love that that embrace that that those words of affirmation but god steps into that gap he steps into that place in our world where where we don't have what we need from a person, we can get it from God. Uh, and then, then that he would then bring an Eddie into your world to fill gaps, that he'd bring a community into your world. To fill. God is good, come on, can we just give him a hand this morning? <clears throat> I wanted to do that just because we all see life differently, we all view life differently. Uh, and the way I give love or the way that I receive love may be different from you, but together we can all meet each other's needs in that regard and we can all be loving towards somebody else. And uh, for those that were here last week, I'm not sure, but I really, I really loved his message. Being in the series on faith, hope and love, focusing on hope but touching on all these other areas, I really like some of the statements he made and I wanted to repeat them this morning just so that we don't forget them. You know, he was talking about the fact that anxiety is simply misplaced hope. Hoping in something that can't deliver what we need. Uh, so that when we're, we're anxious about a thing, it's only because we've misplaced our, you know, where, where we're hoping. Uh, you know, and I love what it says in Ephesians. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory. And I want to encourage us here this morning, always hope in Jesus Christ. Always hope in God in the midst of the circumstance that you find yourself in, and, and he will meet you at that place. Uh, you know, he was, he was going through and he said that faith is for the future, hope is in the past, the work of the cross... And love is now present. Love is right now. So this morning, we're focusing on the fact that uh, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You know, he said that faith is what propels us forward. Hope is what we hold on to. And love is the mechanism or the, the process of the vehicle that carries us through life. We have faith in God. Our hope is anchored in Jesus. And we love by the Holy Spirit. You know, in Galatians 5, it says this, verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There's no law that says you can't be long-suffering. There's no law that says you can't be kind, that you can't be loving, that you can't, there's no law against that. You can do that. Just go ahead and do it to your heart's desire. Uh, There is nothing that says you can't do that. Can I encourage you that, that if we walked wholly in the, the, the fruits of the Spirit, that the world would be a better place. The world would be a much better place if each of us, and I love what Jordan said, he said, regardless of what they do, I'm going to love them. And then as a result, regardless of why, what I do, they love me. Yeah. I can look back to my childhood and going, yep, there, yep, there, and there, and there. If mom and dad said, I don't love you anymore, it probably would have been fair and reasonable. But they never said it. And they never meant it. They always loved me because I was a part of something that they'd created. God loves you this morning, despite your faults, despite your failings, despite the times that you go off the rails. God loves you with an everlasting love that will never be revoked or removed. It goes on to say, against such things there is no law. And those who are uh, Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, so let us also walk in the spirit. So let me just remind you one more time the nine fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, I've got to work on that one. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Does anybody have any issues with these? I, I, seriously, if there's nine, I've probably got an issue with eight of them. I, I'm a work in progress. It, honestly, the struggle is real and I just want to be a little transparent. Before this, your pastor is not perfect. If you want to have proof of that, ask, your wife, ask my wife, um, but God is good, all of us are journeying, all of us are journeying towards uh, being that complete person in Christ and I want to encourage you that we can love others like Christ truly loved us, we can look beyond faults, we can look beyond failings, we can look beyond uh, unmet needs and we can love, you know I love that, that love is uh, the fruit of the Spirit, it is the now presence of God. You know, and this, this nine fruits of the Spirit really uh, echoes and mirrors what's said in 1 Corinthians 13. And starting in verse 1, I want to read this whole passage because I think it's important to us this morning. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I'm a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So I can, I can go around and I can, I can perform miracles in Jesus' name. I can see people raised from the dead. I can, I can see blind eyes open. But if I don't love, if the core of who I am is not loving towards, if it's just an act or an action, or, then, then there's nothing behind it. And my life is empty, though I see amazing things happen. Um, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud, it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. If there's there's a question in your mind, what is that one thing that will never fail me in life? Love will never fail you. Love of God, love of people love of humanity love never ever fails it goes on into verse 13 it says and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love now Lozzie and I've got a little joke going on because Melissa once mentioned to her that uh, I actually used to write her poetry when we were dating when we were courting many moons ago and when And so Lauren always says, where's the poem, Christian? Where's the poem? So maybe I wrote this, depending on the response, maybe I didn't. It could be an anonymous author, but let me just say. What is life without love and love without emotion? Giving oneself with a possibility of being broken. Worlds collide with adventure uh, spilling forth. Journeying together now. Love costs a heart but gains a soul. United together as one. The ensuing journey holding no assurance of destination, yet together, raging seas will be conquered. Love unites, love strengthens, love guides. What is life without love? (sighs) My debut, Lozzie, is that all right? Fantastic. As as we, (laughs) I, I don't know, maybe, Justin and I collaborated. So, but as we read through 1 Corinthians 13, we see that love is more verb than adjective. It's more doing than descriptive, okay? So, so, so I, can, I can say certain things, but it's more powerful when I hang the washing up. I love you. You're amazing. I don't need to say that when she sees me putting the dishes in the dishwasher, mowing the lawn, sweeping the... Whatever it may be. And, you know, I can, I can tell Melissa I love her, or I can show her my love. Love is, is, is more doing than it is saying. You know, and uh, as we read through this, if love is certain things, then it's also definitely not other things. Because where it says love is patient, yeah. love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. So if, it's, if it is certain things, then it's not other things. And it's a good checklist for us that as I'm walking through the day, are my actions right now grounded in love? Is the way that I'm acting in love or is it in conceit or in anger or impatience? Or, because this is a good checklist for our world. And the Bible says, all scriptures God breathe and is useful. For teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped. So we, we can cross-reference our actions in a day and say, that was in love, that wasn't. That was in love, that wasn't. And I would, I would like to encourage you to do that. And, you know, my words can deceive. Because I can say I love, but my heart isn't connected to my words. But my actions will always locate me. You, you, you will know where, uh, what I mean by what I do. And, uh, you know, we can say we're a loving church. We love God. We love people. We're serving the community. And that's awesome. That is who we are. But our actions must back that up. Amen? The greatest of these is love. Can I show you something that you've done as a church? Is that all right? Just take one
4: minute. Hi, C3 News. uh, Steve Morrison here from Bendigo, Victoria. I just wanted to quickly (coughs) say thank you so much for your support to Vanuatu an incredible devastation that occurred as a result of Cyclone Pam. I was sitting with your pastor, actually Anusa, uh, enjoying some Thai when I, I just said that I had this idea, what if people would join me, come to Vanuatu, we'll get some money, and we'll do whatever we can to help. Well, a week later, 38 of us hop on a plane, and we went to uh, Port Villa, where we worked in the Black Sand community, a community of 5,000 people that only had one tap, a tap that our church put in eight years ago, and a school, and the school was completely, uh, just all of their materials was wrecked. It was absolutely horrible. So as a result, and as a result of your uh, generosity, we were able to go over and we were to build nine more houses for people who lost everything. We were able to repair houses. We were able to repair the school, paint the school. Uh, we were able to buy all new materials from pens and textures to notepads and everything that the kids need. And uh, today, 120 students are in school as a result of what we were able to do. I just wanted to say, Thank you. Thank you so much for responding quickly and enabling the people of Vanuatu. Who, you know what, will never repay us, and neither should they. We were just Christ's hands and feet. Thank you, C3 Noosa. I look forward to seeing you in the future. Fantastic.
1: So it's one thing to say I love, but love in action takes form and changes lives. And I talked to Steve last night and he said, "Uh, what I forgot to say in that video was you were the first church to respond. So we we sent over $2,000. We couldn't go on this trip. I will do another trip with them to Vanuatu. We couldn't go on the trip, so we sent some money. And what happened was that kind of snowballed and they were looking for 15 people and $15,000 to try and help. Uh, At Black Sands. They ended up with 38 people and $60,000 and just doing an amazing work. They've subsequently been back. We're going back again. And uh, love in action changes lives. We can be that salt and light, and I'll talk about this in a minute, that God has called us to be in our world by simple acts of kindness and love. And uh, have you ever heard the saying that no one hates like a Christian? Well, I have. It's, It's a very well known saying that at times we go through life, we're opinionated, and we hold on to views. And, and it, you know, ashamedly, and, or unfortunately, over the centuries, the church has become known more for what it's against than what it's for. And, you know, we are the recipients of forgiveness. We are the recipients of love. We are the recipients of mercy and grace. We should be pouring out, just like John said, more and more of the very thing. But I've found, you know, a lot of Christians that hold on to, and judge and point that bony finger of condemnation that that person's in sin and that person does this and that person does that. I never want to be found in that camp. I want to be found in the camp that says, I'm going to overlook your issues. I'm going to overlook your sin and I'm going to love you into the kingdom. I'm going to love you into change. I'm going to love you into a position where you can see clearly for yourself. Because who knows There's most people can't see the forest for the trees. Because they're right in the middle of a circumstance that is bigger than them. They're oppressed and they're depressed and they're, they're consumed by the things and cares of the world. And, and I've got to tell you, I don't, I don't want to start a Facebook petition. I don't want to be part of a, a, you know, a campaign that is against something. I want to stand up boldly and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. He he came to forgive your sins. There's no condemnation in him. Come and walk this journey with me, and you will find that your your life is is lightened. Your burden is removed, and you can can walk free in this life. And uh, us having opinions, us disliking, us, we've got to know who we are and what we stand for. And and that's truth, and that's righteousness, and that's Jesus Christ. But i got to tell you this. I want to go into the highways and byways. I want to get a little dirty with the people and bring them back into the house. I don't want to sit here in our sanctified, you know, auditorium and say, this is us and we're the the chosen ones. I don't want that. I want to go out into the community. I want to be a bright, shining light that brings the love of Christ to the world that I've been called to. Amen? You know, I love in, in the Gospel of John, we see Jesus. And this is a really interesting Piece of scripture. You got the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious folk, that bring to Jesus. He's in and he's teaching the word, and they bring to him a woman caught in the very act of adultery. They've caught her. I don't know how they caught her in the act of adultery. I don't know if they were perverts. I don't know if they'd set it up. I don't know what was going on. Hello, how do you catch somebody in the act of adultery? And, and there was many of them. There wasn't just one. There was many of them. So how did this this group catch this woman in the act of adultery uh, and then bring it to Jesus? You know, what should happen to this woman? And I love Jesus' reaction because he kind of, he bends down to the ground and it says he starts just writing in the ground. And they says, well, well, well what should happen to this woman, Jesus? And they were testing him. What should we do to her? Because the law said that she should be stoned. I don't know what happened to the guy, but the law said this woman caught in the act of adultery should be stoned. Uh, and, and I love it because, again, he, cause he gave them his attention, but then he bent down again and started writing in the sand, and he, and he says, he who's without sin, cast the first stone. Wow. Yes, she should be stoned. That is what should happen to this woman, by law. Who's glad we don't live under law anymore, but under grace? Who's glad that Jesus Christ came, died, rose again, taking hell captive, death captive, and rose so that we could live under grace? He says, cast the first stone. And apparently the sound was just thud, thud, thud. Thud, thud, and the crowd disappeared. And then this is the words of Jesus. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw that uh, no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The only person truly qualified to judge this woman didn't. He chose to extend grace, mercy, and love. In the middle of a situation where she could have been condemned, she could have been judged, she could have been criticized, Jesus said, I don't either. I didn't come onto this planet. I didn't come into your world to condemn you. See, people feel bad enough in the midst of their circumstance and their situation. They feel like a loser. They feel dirty. They feel heavy and burdened down by the situation they face. We should never add to that. We should, we should say, let me walk alongside you. I know I'm gonna, this is going to get messy. I know people are going to have views about me now because I'm associating with you. Do you know what? Let's just get a little messy. Let's just get right in the middle of people's situations, right in the middle of their marriage problems, right in the middle of their addictions. Let's get right in the middle of it and be the light of the world to a broken and hurting people. Come on. Does is is anybody sound like they could do that? I love what it says in Darren last week was saying, love is the greatest because love is now. People need your love now. Not your criticism, not your opinion, not your view. I've had a sister standing over me while I was laying in bed o- overdosing on drugs because she was in the middle of... And she right in that moment, she didn't need me telling her, you're a drug addict, you're useless, you've failed. and What she needed me to do was love. She needed me to grab a hold of her cry with her, hug with her, take her to the hospital, see her filled with charcoal and bring up all the stuff that she just consumed so that she could live. And today she lives happy and free and on another journey because she didn't receive condemnation. She was trying to take her own life anyway. She didn't need anybody else saying, you're a loser, what are you do?" She needed somebody to say, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to stand with you. And if we truly love God and love people and want to serve our community, we need to get down and get dirty. We need to, I don't, I don't condemn you either. I've got no judgment of you either. I want to walk with you. I want to love you. Let, let's do this journey together. And uh, I love what it says because in verse 2, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the, life, the light of life. After extending love, Jesus also offered direction. We can love people and then help direct them in life towards a better day towards tomorrow, because we know in the scriptures where it says all things are working together for good. They may not be good right now. What you sit in the middle of right now may not be good, may not be comfortable, may not, may not be where you want to be, but let's journey to where, what, where, to where God has for you. Amen? You with me this morning? Is this helping anybody? And, and I want to suggest that we're never being more like God than when we choose to lo- love others over any action that we could have. You, you're never more like God than when you're loving the unlovable. The Bible says, love those that hurt you, do good to those that hate you. That we can choose to put on love. And I've, I've got this in, in, the, in, in the word here because God is love. That, and his MO is love. It's, it's who he is. It, you can't, we can't just describe God as loving. God is love. That, that's our God, gracious, merciful, loving, and that we should be the same. We should mirror the image of him because we are made in his image. So let's look really quickly. I've got three minutes here. How do we love god how do you love god live obedient to what he asks of you you want to love god god i, I love you i you, we need to live obedient It says in joshua 1 be strong and courageous be careful to obey all the instructions moses gave to you do not deviate from then turning either to the right or to the left then you'll be successful in everything you do study the book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do this is my command be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Can I, can I submit to you this morning that you can't love God outside of living obediently to what he asks of you? You can say, but I do, I love God. Well, then I would say that perhaps you, you love God less than you love what you do that is in disobedience to what he's asking of you. Okay, it's got a little heavy this morning, but I, what I'm trying to say is, We need to honor Him, not only with our mouth, but with our actions. And when we say, God, I love you, I truly love you. The Bible says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but don't do what I say? If I am Lord, do what I say. If I am God, the the one that spoke and created the heavens and the earth, that spoke humans into existence, that I declared night and day, if I am God, do as I say. And as we do as He says, we will make our way successful and prosperous. Life will work. The path that we walk on will lead us to the very place that God has called us to. Um, You know, it says this, it says um, in Ephesians 3, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, that you being rooted and grounded in love. God wants you to know the love that he holds for you, the love that he has for you. And even if you haven't received it from an earthly father or a spouse or whatever it might be, God wants you to know the love that he has for you. He wants you to know the the reason that he sent his son on your behalf. Um, May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length, the depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Goes on to say, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus. You know, God is most glorified through a life that is committed and submitted to him. God is most glorified when we commit our lives to living for him and we submit our will to his, amen? Second thing is, is how do you love others? So, so love is the greatest thing. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest. Love is the thing that should underpin every action of our life. How do I love others? Preference others before yourself. Put others before yourself. Let your actions cost you something so that somebody else benefits the actions of the Anzacs a hundred years ago were, I am willing to lay down my life so that future generations can live in freedom, so that they can experience peace that they otherwise wouldn't, so that they can have religious freedom, so they can have social freedoms, so that, that, that they can be benefited, though I may lay down my life. And on that day, over 100,000 young teenage men and women died over, the, over that full campaign. And it's like lives were, were, were laid down blood was spilt, a price was paid, we can preference it. How do you love somebody else? Allow your actions to cost you something at times to bless them. Uh, just look for ways to be a blessing. It says that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to lay his life down as a ransom for many. Can I encourage you, take a meal next door. Give somebody a smile. It doesn't have to be the big, you don't have to pay their mortgage off. Maybe just buy them a coffee. Give it, you can if you want. Uh, take them out to a movie, do something, let's just do small things that say, we are serving our community, we do love God, we definitely love people, and we are serving our community. Um, Send a flower, send cards, actually, let's do something right now, this is probably the one and only time I'll ever get you to do this, why don't you take your phones out right now, I want to show you how hard it is to love somebody, everybody take, if you've got a mobile phone, grab your phone, For those that don't have a mobile phone, there's this little device you can kind of put people's numbers in. I want you right now to think of somebody. They, they, they'll come to mind. text them, and say, my crazy pastor just asked me to, to text somebody I love, you're that somebody. Just send somebody a message, because I tell you, what, this will change their day. This will change the atmosphere around there. Whenever I'm thinking of somebody, I text them. I call them. I, I, I write them an email. I do something. Just send somebody a message saying, you are important in my world. I value you. Just, just encourage them. I've I got to tell you, when we edify and we encourage people, when we just love on people, it changes their circumstance, their mindsets, the way that they will travel through a day. Amen? Amen? I'll keep going while you send your text messages. In Colossians it says this, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. See, holding on to grudges, holding on to issues from the past, the only person bound up by this is you. The only person limited and held back is you. It says even as Jesus forgave us, we must also do the same. Um, <clears throat> but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. How do I love people? Put it on. Sometimes you've got to put love on. Sometimes you've got to choose to love when you don't want to love. Sometimes you've got to go, you know what, you're you're kind of unlovely. You're unlovable. You're a pain in my neck. You're whatever it might be. The Bible says put on love. It's a choice we make. Despite another's actions, I'm going to put on love and I'm going to respond accordingly. You know, it says in Matthew 5, 44, love your enemies, Do good to those that hurt you. Can I encourage you that perhaps we should lower our expectations of others? Oftentimes we hold others to a higher standard than we ourselves live at, or that we will hold ourselves accountable to. They should have done this, and they should have done that, and they should have, but we excuse ourselves when we don't do the very things that we hold. The way you love others is to lower your standards and your expectations of what they should do for you. Be, be a producer, not a consumer in life. Be someone that goes, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna be a love factory. I'm just gonna walk around. <laughs> Every single person I meet, they are going to walk away going, I enjoyed that experience. I liked hanging around with that guy. I'm blessed. I feel loved, valued, appreciated, built up because I spent, even if it's five minutes, with that person. We can all do that. This costs us nothing, but maybe just a bit of emotional energy. But you know what? We're up for it. We are the church of Christ. We're filled with the Spirit of God, and this is what we're called to. Because I'm telling you that revival can't come to a place unless love is the greatest thing. Revival can't hit the sunshine coast unless love is burning in our hearts, underpinning all of our actions. Amen? Let's look at people through the eyes of Christ. I don't condemn you either. I've, I've got a cousin that's been in and out of jail all his life, that's been on drugs since he was 14. Like I said, I've had two of my siblings telling me how they were going to kill themselves. We've, Melissa and I, we've walked through challenges in, in life over time, but do you know what? I just choose to put on love. I just choose to go, we're journeying together. Life is messy. Let's keep going. Let's just keep going forward. Let's make a difference on this planet. Amen? Last thing, finishing with this, how do you love yourself? How how do you love yourself? Because here's the thing, you cannot love anybody else if you don't love yourself. Because the way you give love will always be filtered through the way you receive love. And if you can't receive love, even from yourself, acceptance of yourself, you'll never be able to give love to anybody else or to God. And I just want to encourage you this morning, just accept that you're not perfect. We're all journeying towards perfection. None of us have it together. All of us make mistakes. All of us come up short. That's what the Bible says, there is none perfect, not even one. All have fallen short of God's glory. None of us can earn it. None of us can work for it. None of us can, you know, deserve it. But he gave it anyway. I want you to accept here today, you are not perfect, but you are chosen. You are journeying. We are moving towards a day. And and if I can accept that today, then I can be stronger for tomorrow. Amen? You can't love anyone until you love yourself. And can I encourage you, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself of the mistakes you've made. And we've all made them. Forgive yourself. We've, we've all messed up, we've all said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing, withheld when we should have given, whatever it is, in, in every circumstance, you know, I, I remember once, just, uh, I, was, I, I can't even remember the situation, but I had a choice, and I had a choice to do the right thing or do the wrong thing, and thank God I chose to do the right thing, but the wrong thing could have, you know, ended up with I think it was fifteen to twenty thousand dollars coming my way oh that's what it was I, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd driven down a one-way street the wrong way I was in a hurry it was one in the morning I, it was raining I thought busted I, I'm, I'm tired I've got to get up at six in the morning to get to work again so I went down the street the wrong way and uh, and I, I came to the end and I crashed into a car that were coming the right way and I had a choice right in that moment do I, do I fudge the paperwork? Do I fudge it and just say that, you know, it was a different street and it was a two-way street and we had a crash and I claimed the insurance? Or do I suck it up? And, and, and for me, luckily at that time, I made the right choice just to pay the bill. I paid cash for their car, my car, all that kind of stuff. But there's been other times in my world where I haven't made such great decisions. And I had to come to a point where I forgave myself for my actions because Jesus forgave me. And so often we walk through life limited and held back because we have this guilt, this burdening thoughts that that hold us. But can I encourage you? God wants you free. And He wants you free more for others than for you. He wants you free so that you can love yourself so that love can flow forward. That love can, because love is the greatest. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. I, I, I believe that we're a people of faith, hope, and love. My prayer is that we would be a people of faith, hope, and love. And that we would be able to love as Christ Jesus has called us to love. We would love the community that we we find. in. Can we make a decision as a church that we will do all that we can to love every person that we come in contact with? That people will look on and go, you know what? That C3 church, they love people. That C3 church, they want to make a difference. That C3 church, I don't know what it is. They welcome in and they don't judge. They just welcome in and they help people do life well. Can that be us, church? The greatest of these is love. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that it is truth and life, that it helps us walk true and straight to a better day. Father, I pray right now that we would all be loving, caring people. And, Father, we thank you today. Just as we remember the Anzacs, we remember you, the mighty work of the cross, the generosity, Lord, that you displayed to all of us and that you love us. You are glorious. You are magnificent. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, come on, let's put our hands together. Mighty hand clap for God. (laughs) Fantastic. Let me pray a a prayer over you of blessing before we leave today. Can I encourage you to take somebody out for lunch? Go and be a blessing in your neighborhood, to your neighbor, whatever it might be. And next weekend, let's come and celebrate. We will have a full band next week. We're going to have a drummer. We're going to have a guitarist. It's not going to be a miracle. Revival's going to hit. We're going to have a full stage. Not that we need them with you two, Lauren and her protege. Bring somebody to church next week. Let's celebrate two years of what God has done. It's been a great journey. It's just the beginning. Lord, bless every single person that stands before me today. God, smile upon them. Lead them through this week. God, let them be a blessing wherever they're found. I pray for your favor and the touch of heaven to rest upon them in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us
4: online at c3noosa.org.